Welcome to the Long Become Me Sun Rocks podcast. My name is Ethan Clark. I'm joined here today by Dr. Vaughn, campus minister. Hey, everyone. And Maggie Hoover. Hello. And new to the podcast, Trey Vaughn. Howdy. How are you all today? Good. How are you, Ethan? I'm doing pretty good. Can't complain. Good. Uh, I'm great, too. Glad to hear it, Maggie. <laughs> um, I know everyone's just come back from break. I know we're already in like week two, week three. Week three. Wow, week three already. Crazy. Sneak it up on us. I know. It feels like it hasn't been that long. How was everyone's break? It was boring. Yeah, it was kind of, I don't know. It had its highs and lows. Like it was just, it seemed like it was a longer break this year. I don't know yeah, I what it was, I, which is weird because like, I feel like this year we ended later, but then I also like, we didn't start back till after Martin Luther King day this year. And usually we start the week before. Yeah. That extra Monday off was like yeah, a little it was weird. Just, it was. It I was, got to but, see my fam. That yeah. was probably the most exciting thing that happened over break. That's awesome. I got to see my family too. I got to visit uh, Georgia, Atlanta. Yeah. It was a good cool. time. And you spent what a couple weeks down in Atlanta, didn't you? Yeah, like a month actually. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, that's pretty, cool. Had a great time. It's cool. It's a nice place down there. I know. Also, uh, right before break was over, we mm-hmm. also went on a mission trip. That was yeah. pretty cool down to Mount Mission School. Yeah, that was really cool. Like it'd been, believe it or not, three years since we had been at the Mount Mission School last, um, and that not because of our own choosing or theirs, but because of COVID. So this was really the first year we were able to go back and kind of pick up where we left off. And I always love going down there because, you know, this is, I think, our fourth trip down there since I've been at Reach Out on campus. And so I love going down and continuing to build relationships with the staff and, you know, meet new students and have a good time with them. So, yeah, I, I thought it was a blast. Yeah, it was a great time. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have any uh, specific memories you'd like to share? I know we kind of split up at some points, but generally overall, I got the vibe that everyone had a great time going. Oh, yeah, there. yeah. I think um, my favorite part was raking the leaves and then getting in the box truck and then riding in the back <laughs> of the box truck while we got thrown around by the driver. Watching Jayla roll around in the <laughs> yeah. back of the oh, box truck. Yeah. yeah. And then also hide and seek. After we organized the whole closet of Christmas supplies, and then everyone hid in there and quickly destroyed it. Oh, yeah. I think we did more harm than good in that case. (laughs) Very possibly. Yeah, I think um, my favorite, I guess, memory is just, you know, again, the the times that we got to spend with the students, we got to do devotions with the students in Parker 1, which was, they're the the younger students, so they're like kindergarten through third grade. And uh, man, they were like, it was funny because like they were so well behaved as we were going through the devotion and like they had like good feedback and they were, you know, very, I guess, reserved. And then like when we were done, they just <laughs> cut loose and it became a WWE wrestling match. And Blaine was like the undertaker. That's all I know. Like it was, yeah, that was, that was, that was, was cool. Fun. At one point we lost Blaine. Like we didn't know where he went. Amidst yeah. The sea I mean, let's be, it really wouldn't have been a loss, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sounds like Blaine. a win for me. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but no, that was fun. And then like, I really, I knew about their choir there. Like I knew oh, they yeah, traveled around really a lot, but getting to hear their choir, that was a, that was really cool. It was a lot of fun. And then, um, I know, uh, some of the students went back and we actually led worship for them. And like, I, I was bummed I didn't get to be a part of that because I was touring one of the newer buildings that they had um, just completed. So, but it was, yeah, just, I guess those were really good memories for me. I oh, know those are great. Definitely. Yeah. That choir was amazing. It was. I wish someone took a video of it, but I don't think anyone did. It's like the Miami boys choir. What is that? It's like, that. it's like this TikTok trend of all like the, it's like a, a yearly choir of like Jewish boys singing. 
Oh, I don't know anything about that. Boys choir. Heard of that. Yeah. They released some bangers. Maybe we need to start a rock boys choir. Yeah. You and Ethan could be the founding members. Yeah, because my voice is great. You know the story. <laughs> it is. You have, very, you have a great podcast voice, Ethan. Don't sell yourself short. Thank you, Dodger. Yeah. I definitely have to say, though, my favorite memory of um, just being at Mount Mission School is probably we were washing buses mm-hmm. uh, beforehand, uh, and then some of the kids came out, and we played basketball with them. Yeah. And these kids, mind you, were about half my height. <laughs> um, you got schooled, though, didn't you? We no, got like, completely kid, schooled. Like, I think he said he was in eighth grade. He was mad. Like, when he gets in high school, he'll definitely... Like, he's going to dominate the court. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. You know, uh, Josh... Beck? Josh no, I don't. The intern? I don't know Josh. <laughs> Josh, Josh <laughs> the intern who's actually staff member. The guy member, with the beard. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds vaguely familiar. Do we know a Josh? I don't know. Yeah, I, I know a Joshua. 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 Oh wait, that's the guy that hit Noah's car the other night. <laughs> oh, I can't believe you're gonna drop that on the podcast. <laughs> Progressives listening in right now to get the details. <laughs> but sorry, what were you saying about Josh? <laughs> we lost all track of that conversation. It's okay. We like to spread rumors here yeah, on the Rock that's Podcast. True. That's you know, true. You can only get this information here. Well, yeah, only. exactly. That's why people tune in. The juicy details exactly. about the community. You know it. Yeah. But Josh, dude's taller than me. I swear he was getting like run up and down the court. You, oh yeah. I've never seen someone like be so exhausted. Well, <laughs> okay. Let's. I, Josh is a lot of things. He's a great, you know, campus minister at Rio, but. I wouldn't call him an athletic specimen. No, he's a unit. He's an athletic unit. He's just built different. <laughs> yes, he is built different. We we love Josh. I don't want to pick on him. Josh, the intern. I, I will say, speaking of picking on people, the, the only thing I didn't like about washing the buses was the fact that Maggie kept hazing me and spraying me with the, not not just water, pressurized but pressurized water. water, mind you. It was misted. It was hitting the car and then... It was definitely not missed. Yeah. And then, so then I took the brush that we were using to wash the and car with. Literally scrubbed and I, it and my I put face. it on her face, and you would have thought that I ran over her dog. Like she was that <laughs> mad at me. It was gross. Like, imagine taking like a brush that you just scrubbed dirty vehicles with and then putting it on your face. You don't know what the vehicle is. I didn't put it in your mouth. Like, I didn't ru- no, <laughs> brush you your teeth it with it. Across the side of my face, and it was disgusting. Yeah, at least you're not complaining about it. Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> On that terribly disappointing news, I think we should probably right. move on before we had an all-out brawl on the podcast Moving today. Moving on to the actual discussion of the podcast <laughs> today, uh, decision-making. Let's talk today about why Dodgers' decision to scrub. Uh, right, I know. Evidently, like we've talked about some poor decisions that we've been making, but I guess we should probably steer this toward the direction of like how, as you know, college students, we make good decisions. Good decisions, yeah. right. Yeah. We and Rock do that a lot. Yeah, there, there's occasionally good decisions in occasionally. Rock. Occasionally. Yeah. You know, one in three. That's, that's yeah, a good it's, number. You know, 33% is not bad. So I guess we can start out today by just talking about a little bit about our decision-making process mm-hmm. as Rock students. Like, how do we make those tough decisions when they come to us on a day-to-day basis? Hmm. Usually, I just go the comfy route or hmm. the easy route. I feel like it's the easiest thing to do, especially kind so of... Like, the path of least resistance, like whatever's easiest for you personally? Is that what you're... Yeah. Okay. Like, I feel like if I'm, like, having to make a decision about something, I'm just like, oh, well, this is easy. Hmm. Like, it's not really out of my comfort zone. I can do this. So that's the route I take. I think that's pretty common, though. I mean, I, you know, like that, you know, don't beat yourself up because I think a lot of people, like, resort to whatever is easiest mm-hmm. in a lot of situations, so... Definitely. I feel myself taking the path of re- least resistance a lot, mm-hmm. um, not to mention only the fact that most of the time, I 
just don't know what decision to make. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the times I'm like completely clueless in the situation. I pray a lot, but a lot of the time it comes down to just where I think my heart's, mm-hmm. I guess, pulling me. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the times I feel still like I have no idea what I'm going to do. <laughs> right. Trey, what do you think? I think, you know, I'm still pretty young. I haven't really had to make some serious life decisions yet. <clears throat> but, I mean, I normally think of, like, what do I have going on in my life? Like, right now it's college. So I think, well, how is this decision going to affect, like, my mm. education? And then, like, how how long is this decision going to pan out? Like, my um, volunteering at 242. Like, I was like... It's the church my, you go to, yeah, by the way. Yeah, yeah. When you're in Michigan. Mm-hmm. How how am I go- how is this going to affect my education? Am I still going to have time for like homework and stuff like that? And you know, normally normally just like whatever I have serious going on in my life, whether mm-hmm. it's school or a job, I normally think of how that decision would affect those things. I think you know, and obviously being a little bit older than you all, like maybe nobody cares about how I go about making decisions. But I was thinking when it comes to me, like I'm I'm really at the extremes. So, like, if I perceive it to be a large decision that's going to have, like, a lot of impact for my family or, um, you know, maybe for Rock, like, I, I, a lot of times, like, I'll sit down and do, like, a pros and cons list, you know, like, why I should do this, why I shouldn't do this. Um, but a lot of times, if I don't perceive it to be a big decision, sometimes it is, then a lot of times I just go with my gut. Like, oh, this seems like a good idea. Let's just do that. But that sometimes doesn't pan out either. And so, like, I think... Like a lot of times, you know, like you can be almost like paralyzed with a decision that you've got to make. And, you know, like you sit there and go over your pros and cons list and you can, you know, sweat about it, stress about it and like not take action. That's not a good thing. But then, uh, you know, on on the other hand, I think you can just be like, well, this seems right to me. I'll just go with my gut. And then you can also end up making a bad decision. So there's there's got to be a sweet spot there, right? Somewhere in between where you're not overanalyzing every move you make. But also like doing due diligence to trying to make a good decision. Absolutely. Cause there are definitely a lot of things that just complicate your decision yeah. making all the time that you just feel like, Oh, this is completely shifting me this way. This mm-hmm. is shifting me another way. Um, I definitely feel like a lot of the times, a lot of things that affect me in my decision making is which one of these is going to require the most effort. And mm. a lot of the times I have to do a lot of uh, bargaining with myself. Like right. if I do this, I have to do this. Or if I do this, I have to do this other thing. Right. Just so that I'm actually accomplishing things a lot. So, like, the the difficulty or the perceived effort required can, like, influence your decision and maybe not in good ways, right? Like if you, Like, if you know, like, this is something that's going to be good for you, but it's going to be really, really difficult, you might go, like, I could live without that, right? Or if I do this other easier option. I have to do this thing as well to add on to it so I'm accomplishing things. Yeah. But can you guys think of anything else that would affect your decision-making process? I think I'm with you on that one. Like, I don't know, like, depending on the decision you're making, I feel like a lot of times, like, stepping out of the comfort zone or, like, doing something that might be harder than what you're used to definitely complicates, like, mm-hmm. your decision. And at least for me, it's very, like, I don't know, it kind of steers you either the right way or the wrong way. So. Mm-hmm. I think recently for me, it's definitely been health. I mean, I don't really reason a lot with myself, so I'm pretty spontaneous in my decisions. But I mean, recently health has been kind of an issue for whatever decision I make. Now I have to like consider like consider my options. Mm-hmm. Like, 
with my knee and surgery and stuff like that and my recovery process. But that's really the only thing I can think of recently. Mm -hmm. And just for the people that are listening that don't know exactly, Trey's not dying. We just want to clarify. No, yeah, I'm all right. I'm not <laughs> so he's, die. he's doing fine, but he tore his ACL and MCL back in the fall, and he's scheduled for surgery coming up here. So, yeah, like that's definitely taking some wind out of your sails and, you know, some of the things that you wanted to do. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, I could see that. Um, I think I'll say as the only married person in the room, especially married with having children too, I think sometimes, you know, what complicates the decision-making process on my end is those relationships that I have with my wife, with my kids. Um, you know, like I remember when I first started considering the, uh, the call to ministry, like I was already married. And so like, you know, Brooke and I had to have a long conversation because I believe like ministry isn't like a lot of other jobs. Like, you know, you know, if I go to work at a factory or whatever, like it is what it is. And you're know, like, you know, Brooke would do her thing and I would do my thing. You know, it's just, it's just a job, but like ministry is a lot different, like a lot of different types of demands on your family, time constraints, things like that. So again, it, in that moment, what complicates it is it's not, I'm not just making a decision for myself. You know, this is impacting other people. And so, you know, that's good to learn those things because eventually you're going to be in the position like you know, had, you're leading a ministry or you're a minister or you're um, working a job where you're leading other people and the decisions that you make are going to impact their lives and their maybe their livelihood. And so like learning to consider decisions that aren't just the best for you personally, but are going to be the best for the people that you surround yourself with or that you minister to, man, that's, that's, it could be difficult. I mean, it, it could make the decision-making process a lot harder, but I think it's also necessary to consider those things. Absolutely. Especially because mm -hmm. there's, in your situation, quite an element of faith to it. Like, sure. you're definitely putting it all out there to become a minister. Mm -hmm. So there's an element of just having complete faith in God and just trusting it, that this decision is the right one. Right, right. Which actually comes into a lot of our decisions. I know that, personally, when it comes to my faith, I have to pray on a lot of decisions. Mm -hmm. I find that if I just make one outright, it's probably not going to be the best one. So right. can you guys think of any like examples of faith has affected you and your decision-making process? I think about this a lot. Like when I was leaving for New Orleans, like I had a really, really rough time like going. Like I remember the day before I was hanging out with my friend Edie and like both of us were just bawling and like <laughs> all the way to Kentucky to meet like the crossroads people like I was just crying like the whole way like the hotel like that night I was crying I did not want to go but like I still felt like I needed to go and like I, I don't know I think it was just a lot of prayer and like mm -hmm. knowing that like that's where God wanted me even though I did not want to be there at all like knowing that that's where God wanted me I guess right. I don't know it's just kind of like it's kind of we did on one podcast talk about like that gut feeling and yeah. I just felt like that was yeah <laughs> we're we're all staring around the room trying yeah. to see who's going to answer all right. next. All right, so who has to take on the blur the blame now? Who's right. responsible for this pause? That's right. Um, I, I'm going to say Trey. Trey, you're <laughs> clueless. Um, yeah, I mean, probably just like everyone else, I, I try to pray through any decision that I make. Um, I think this is kind of a difficult thing to distinguish. Like, did I just skip ahead? No, no, go ahead. Okay. Like, to distinguish what your heart really yeah. wants and then what God wants for you. I mean, I can think of a lot of examples in the Bible of that happening. Sure. I mean, 
Paul, when he was still Saul, thought he was doing God's work, but mm-hmm. in the end, something detrimental to what God actually wanted for him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I think in my case, I can get caught caught up in strong feelings of wanting to do mm-hmm. something, even if it is for the kingdom, and that's not what I was called to be doing. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely, absolutely. I know that kind of does tie into our next question, which is really just the fact that um, God has, like, completely different wants for us than we want. Mm-hmm. And in our decision-making process, that's obviously going to play a big part, especially sure. as a person living a life of faith in God. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that God's going to guide you in different directions than... Than what you may necessarily want for yourself. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. How do we distinguish that, though? Because it seems just on a daily basis that's hard to distinguish between what we think we want mm-hmm. and what God wants in our life. Yeah, I think, you know, again, and it's a, it's a practice, right? Like it's a discipline almost that you have to learn to distinguish between the things that I want for myself or my heart desires and like actually hearing God's voice. Um, but I, I would say, you know, that being said, you know, I could tell you definitively without shadow of a doubt that God's never going to call you to do something that is in opposition to what his word says. So God's like never going to lead you to something sinful, you know, because like scripture says like, you know, God doesn't tempt us. We're tempted when we're carried away by our own desires. So, you know, I think if you're, if you're starting anywhere with the decision and that decision is like, okay, well, is this what, you know, I want for myself or is this what God wants? And if I start to think, well, this must be what God wants because it feels good or like I enjoy this or this seems pleasurable, but like I know this is in opposition to what God teaches in his word, then that's really clear. That's not God at all. Like God's not leading you that direction. That's your heart. And so again, you know, like it's what we see in, you know, in the, in the scripture that the heart's deceitful above all things. So we can't always just, I guess, kneel to or bow to what it is that our hearts want or desire, you know, that's not always a good thing. So yeah, I'd say if I was starting anywhere, I'd start with that. And then as you learn to practice that, you know, going, okay, well, that can't be God. What does God actually want? Then we start to actually hear his voice. And that's more of the whole Romans 12, you know, one and two, you know what I mean? So that not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Why? So we can test and approve what God's will is. So we can't be the same. We can't live in those old rhythms and old routines of life and expect to clearly hear God's voice. We've got to be transformed. We've got to be able to distinguish that from among the other voices. Absolutely. Uh, God's word definitely is just a decipher for Mm -hmm. those feelings that we have every day, those questions we have. Um, If you ever feel like, I personally, if I ever feel like I have any questions, anything, I just can't figure out. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I'm being pulled this way. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just turn to the word. Like, that's just... Sure. Nine times out of ten, that's given me an answer to yeah. what I need. And I think... Just because that's how God works. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think, you know, Trey, you kind of mentioned this, too, a second ago. Like, there's going to be times when what you want isn't a bad thing. You know, and, and you might even argue, that well, this is a good thing. God clearly wants me to do this, but maybe it's not the best thing. And so that's, to me, and, you know, I'm a little bit older than all of you all in the room, that's the thing I still really, really struggle with. Like, I see, like, oh, we could be doing this, or we could be helping here, or we could be growing here. And, like, those are all really good things, you know, but that doesn't mean that's what God is calling me to. And, and that's a mistake that I have definitely made. Like, 
before where I'm like, well, I'm not gonna pray about it because it's a good thing. It's got to be what God's wanting, and not taking the diligence to pray through a decision, and that can be detrimental. I agree. It's like it's like the typical like sports reference or whatever. Like yeah. you go to practice to learn and become familiar with plays or mm-hmm. whatever you're doing. It's like I don't know. It's the same. Like you have to be in your Bible. You have to. Like, like you said, the heart's deceitful. Mm-hmm. So we have to put that in our brain. We have to tune into that so that we can see past what our hearts want. Yeah. I think a good practice whenever it comes to figuring out whatever we want versus what God wants, I mean, it, it's, it's related, definitely. I think it's definitely a good thing to pray that your heart desires the same thing that God desires for you. You know, I mean, you look... The Bible, David was noted as a man after God's own heart, and that's that's not a thing that you can't pray for, you know. I think a lot of times whenever I want to, like, think over a decision, I think, like, God, help me want what you want for me. Mm. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I think, you know, there's a scripture that says, and I'm not going to quote it because I'll, I'll probably pull the wrong reference, but basically, um, if we delight ourselves in the Lord, that he'll give us the desires of our heart. And that's not, you know, well, whenever, you know, you delight in God, he just becomes this vending machine and gives you everything you want. It's that your will aligns with his, and when has God's will never been accomplished, you know, so. Exactly, sure. exactly. Especially because God wants to be a part of our lives, all parts of our lives. He mm-hmm. wants to be the main focus of our life because he is a jealous God, so he wants to be a part of everything. Yeah, he wants to be the center of that. Yeah, exactly. for sure. So do you think, based on that information, do you think God wants to just be a part of those big decisions in our life, or do you think he really does care about just like those small decisions you make every day? Because mm. those really do determine what your big decisions are. Yeah. I think he cares about all of it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, sometimes it's like stupid to think about like, some of the small decisions you make in there, you're like, eh, there's no way. Like, God really cares about that. But, like, I don't know. He does. Like, I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah. They do definitely shape your yeah. life as a whole. And I think, you know, like, a lot of times we may downplay certain decisions that we make. You know, okay, well, you know, the decision to, like, you're having a bad day and, like, you know, you walk up to somebody and you can tell they're having a bad day too and you're like, man, like, I just don't, I'm not feeling it. Like, I, I don't want to, you know, encourage them or whatever. But if you, you do it anyways and, like, bring a smile to their face and you go, like, well, that was no big deal. You know what I mean? Like, I could have just easily walked away and that wouldn't. But you never know, like, the impact that made in somebody else's life. So, again, sometimes the decisions that we make that seem small or trivial aren't to the kingdom. You know, it's, it's, we've talked about this before, the whole idea of, like, the, the young boy in the Bible that has the, the five loaves of bread and the two fish. You know, man, that's not a meal. That's not much. You know, what he sacrificed? A little bit of nothing. But what does Jesus do with that? Like, he he blesses that. He multiplies that. So, again, what you may perceive as trivial, like, Jesus can bless and make it to something really infinitely larger. So, like, I, th- I think that's the habit that we have to learn is that, yeah, okay, like, maybe God's not really looking at, oh, well, Maggie parked on the left side of Walmart today versus the right side, so I can't use her, I guess. I don't think it's necessarily that so much as, like, you know, when those decisions come your way and we go, ah, it's not a big deal. Uh, That's not a huge decision, but do we still honor God with that because we don't know what he's going to do with it? Exactly. That that brings in the question, the fact that God can work through 
people who do wrong, mm-hmm. which brings even the even bigger question, uh, can God work through us when we're making the wrong decisions in our life? I honestly think that's almost like when he's working hmm. the most, at least when it's most evident. Like, whatever decision you end up making at the end of the day, God's going to work through it. Mm-hmm. And even if it has to be a, like, a moment of, like, I don't know, realization for you and, mm-hmm. like, a learning experience, then it was still for the good, you know? Like, yeah. God ended up working through it. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, you know, like, kind of my whole story is uh, I felt called into ministry when I was in high school. And... um didn't end up, you know, because like, you know, I thought that was the career path. Like, you know, you, you graduate from high school, you go to Christian college, you get your ministry degree and then you start in ministry. And that's not how it worked for me. So like I, I got a business degree from Miami of Ohio. And, uh, and so, you know, I always thought like, you know, like I, I had messed up, you know, somehow like that, that four years that I spent at, you know, a state college versus instead of going to a Christian college, that was just wasted time. And, you know, like I've probably shared this on the podcast before, but I can, I can show you where I was on Mill Street as I was driving, you know, up here one day and I was kind of wrestling with that topic, you know, with God, like, God, why would you let me go away? You know, because I kind of struggled during those four years of college, um, didn't really feel connected to my faith and felt connected to a faith community. Um, you know, why, why, you know, you let me make the wrong decision Did you punish me for that. And then, like, I remember, like, again, I never audibly heard God's voice, but as I was kind of wrestling through that and kind of, like, almost shaking my finger at God, God's like, well, do you remember how that felt? I'm like, yeah, it felt terrible. I was isolated. Like, I didn't have a faith community. I didn't have people, you know, that were encouraging me and lifting me up and, you know, wanting me to better my walk with Christ. And um, I remember feeling like God was like, all right, cool, guess what? There are people on this campus that feel the exact same. Go find them. I'm like, oh. Wait, it all makes sense. So again, I, I feel like God absolutely used that. I'm not going to say like, you know, maybe I did make the wrong decision to not go the route, that, but God used that four years of my life that I thought were throwaway years, you know, that I thought well, I made the wrong decision. I wasn't, you know, and he used that because like, again, like, you know, I think about what I'm doing right now here on campus, like there was definitely purpose in that. So yeah, I, I think he does. Wow. That's pretty powerful. Thanks for sharing that. All right. Well, that's some, been some uh, great thoughts. Thank mm-hmm. you guys for sharing with us today. Um, I know we have some scripture to uh, lead us out. Uh, Maggie, I think you're up first. Mm-hmm. All right. So mine is Proverbs 3, 5 through 8, and it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. All right, and I have James 1, 5 through 6. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God. He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask, and be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea. That is blown and tossed by the wind. Hmm. Good one. I have um, Proverbs twelve fifteen. And I was thinking as I was sitting here reading this, this would make a really good topic for a future podcast. But it says this: the way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. It's thinking like, how do we determine who we listen to? Like what? That's a good one. Where where do we go for advice? So there you go. Future podcast topic maybe. <laughs> write that down. Write that down. Yeah. I have Proverbs 16, 1 through 4, and it says, The humans belong the plans of the heart, 
but from the Lord comes the proper answer of the tongue. All a person's ways seem pure to them, but motivate, motives are weighed by the Lord. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. The Lord works out everything to its proper end, even the wicked for a day of disaster. Absolutely, absolutely. There you go. That's good. Good stuff. Well, again, appreciate if you're still listening, all of you who've tuned in to check out the podcast this week. Um, appreciate Maggie, Trey, and Ethan for their unique perspectives on all of this. And uh, hopefully that's been an encouragement to you who are listening who may be struggling with a decision yourself, um, or maybe you're not, maybe you just haven't even been thinking about like, how does my faith impact the decisions that I make and just trying to fly by the seat of your pants and wondering why things aren't turning out the way that you'd hoped or dreamed. So there you go. Hopefully that's an encouragement to you all. But um, as always, we want to wrap things up with a word of prayer and then uh, we'll sign out and we'll hopefully see you all or hear from you all next week. So let's pray. Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you again for another day of life, for the start of a new semester and the opportunity to come together um, and discuss topics that are relevant um, to the lives that we live here. Um, pray that um, through your word and through the discussion that we've um, had today, that someone has been encouraged, that as we weigh out the decisions that we make, whether they be perceivably large or small, that we are involving you, that we're looking to your word for guidance, that we are leaning into our communication with you in prayer and that we're listening for the tug of the Holy Spirit as well. So God, help to, um, to guide our paths. As your word says, help us to, um, when, when you're pulling and guiding, to, for us to, to pay attention, to, to listen, um, to be led easily, um, not fighting against you or pulling away. So God, thank you for the fact that we don't have to figure out all the right decisions to make on our own. That, um, that you look out for us, that you have our best interest in mind, even when it seems to be maybe the opposite of what we want for ourselves. Help us to be disciplined in the way that we make our decisions and, and rely on you. And we thank you for Jesus and the fact that because of what he did for us on the cross, um, when, we, when we make the wrong decisions, when we mess up, when we run headfirst into sin, God, that we have forgiveness and grace that come only from Jesus. And so we thank you for all this and we ask it in his name. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for coming. Glad yeah. to have you guys on. Absolutely. It's good to be back for another semester. And man, the question, Ethan, is going to be this, like, you know, so Ethan is a senior. So I this know. Is, We're this is to your, a new podcast. Dude, host. this is your victory lap, man. Like, this is the last, you know, semester you've got here with us. And then you're on to do awesome and great things, I believe, for the kingdom. And so, yeah, we, we've got to find a new Ethan. Uh, I don't yeah, know. Maggie's crying. Maggie's yeah, she crying. Is. She is. Maggie, stop. You're embarrassing us. Yeah. So many tears. Right oh, she's I do like Ethan. I, I, love, I yeah. don't hate Ethan. We love I don't Ethan. hate Are you Ethan. Sure? I'm yeah. sure. sure. I just act like it. I'm sorry. You guys, <laughs> you guys not hear the things she says behind That's back. Yeah. That, thank, thankfully, she doesn't say this on the podcast, though. So. But no, we, we thank all of you all for, for tuning in. Hope you all have a great week, and we look to be back here with you all real soon. Have a great day, everyone. 